Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Today, our nation is bleeding. The hearts of our nation are bleeding. The people of Texas are just in great distress and dismay and amazement of what happened earlier today. School shootings, many of them have taken place over the last year or two. We've had enough school shootings to teach us lessons of how to prevent them, yet they continue on. Schools go on and on unprotected, unguarded, uneducated relative to this issue of school shootings. So let me take a look at this issue just a little bit and reflect on it. Maybe we can learn something together. But a year and a half ago, I did a podcast on school shootings, and I came up with a number of recommendations that schools should implement to prevent school shootings from taking place. Most of the recommendations that I had at that time were not implemented in this particular school in Texas, and probably in most schools across the country. There are things we can do, but it's going to take a school board, it's going to take a teacher's association, it's going to take a teacher's union, it's going to take a parent organization such as the Parent Teachers Association, PTA, or a school council, or some kind of a youth organization within the school within the community and around that school to make a difference, to come up with ideas and recommendations and then implement them and get the cost taken care of so that the kids that enter into that school every day are safe. Now, first of all, when there's a tragedy like this one, you go to the victim. You console the victim. The kids, 19 of them, now missing in action, will not be on the playground again, will not learn their mathematics, will not learn spelling, will not learn reading, will not learn social studies, will not learn social relationships. They'll not learn the value of education. So we have those victims, obviously. But the real victims here, the family of these kids, the mother, the father, the grandparents, the uncles and the aunts, the brothers and the sisters and the cousins, and on down the line, the neighbors, the friends, the associates, the people in the church that these kids attended, the Sunday school teachers, the ministers, they're all victims because they all lost in this tragedy. Tragedy is loss. Loss of life, loss of opportunity, loss of ability, loss of friendships, loss of a person. Everybody loses. In a way, everybody's a victim. Everybody's a victim because we all lose. Our hearts reach out to all of these people. And if you're in that area of Texas, or if you have some contact with these people, if you have some way to communicate, that's the population of people with whom you communicate. You think of the entire network of relationships that each of these kids had, and you reach out to them, and support them, and encourage them, give them your help, give them your benefit, be of help however you can. Now that's number one. That's where you start. You start with the victim. Now number two, you can start with the analysis of what happened, and how could that have been prevented, and how can we prevent that and other kind of events taking place in our schools today, such as this one. School boards need to be aware of the issue of safety in schools. They need to have awareness training. They need to have education in the area of safety and construction and reconstruction and ways to to make a school safe. School boards need to be educated. School boards need to take the initiative to educate themselves, to read and to study and to have experts come in and have people talk to them and guide them and come up with a plan for every single school in the nation. Whether that be a high school or whether it be a junior college or whether that be a uh, elementary school or a kindergarten or preschool or whatever it might be, every single 
school where children come together need to reassess the level of safety of the kids in that school during those school hours. So school boards have a tremendous responsibility and many school boards are failing us. They're ignoring the issue. They're looking the other way. They're more concerned about political issues and social justice and all the other stuff that we've been hearing in the news these last year or two. And they've neglected to think in terms of school safety. Governors have not pushed their schools to deal with this issue. Mayors have not pushed their schools to deal with this issue. Representatives from the cities that these schools reside have not pushed the school authorities to deal with these issues. We have neglected our kids. We are a community of neglect. And we are a community of child exposure, risk, child risk. Schools would do very well to reinstate the PTA. Bring back the PTA is my message. I've spoken about that on many occasions on podcasts. Bring back the PTA. Get parents and teachers together in the school. Have times for contact. Have times for education. Have times for coming to know each other. Times of working together. That would prevent a great deal of stress and strain and distress and hurt and anguish and pain and trauma within our schools. Now, in my podcast not too long ago, I said that every school needs to be retrofitted. Doors need to open one way, and they need to open with assistance, such as an electric buzzer or a person who opens the door. No free passage in and out. Retrofit every door of the school. Every window of entrance into that school needs to be retrofitted. That's straight across the board. Entry into the school. Some people say only one place of entry. I don't say that. There can be two or three places of entry, but they need to be guarded, they need to be protected, they need to be closed, and they need to be shut at a certain time in the morning when kids come into school and not open again until the end of the school day. No free access to the school in any form. I also said in my podcast recently that every school should have somebody in that school carrying a gun during school hours. That gun could be one or two or three of them. That gun could be moved around from one teacher to another. So nobody knows who has the gun on a particular day. So should there be any kind of crisis like this, somebody is there to protect the children. Now, many teachers have military background. They know guns and they can handle them very well. Many teachers have a history of shooting, hunting, and so on. They're familiar with guns. They're, com- they're comfortable with guns. They know how to use them. They know, and they know how to use them right and properly. Every school should have a gun in it to stop anybody who comes in to engage in the shooting of children such as we just saw today in Texas. And I also said we need our security guards at school. They can be paid, they can be volunteer or whatever. Security guards at school. They can be there on a random basis. They can be there on a 24-hour basis. They can be there on an 8-hour basis, 9-hour basis, whatever. They can be formal security guards that you hire and pay. They can be volunteers. They can be military background, you know, whatever. Schools need to have presence of security guards. And the police departments of every community need to be alert to the schools in the area where they patrol during school hours. Police should be patrolling the areas around school and to be available should something happen on school days. They don't necessarily have to be on campus. They don't necessarily have to be in the, in the school. But just to be around, just to be, as they patrol the community, they need to control or they need to patrol the area of the school of that particular community or the schools of that particular community. Brings the police to the school more frequently, especially when children are present. We spend all this money putting up signs and telling motorists to slow down 
when they're in a school zone. We need to have signs that says, be alert for anything suspicious while in a school zone. Here's another point that I make. The mental health community needs to be much more trained and alert and available and involved in the schools and in the life of the school children. We need to be educating our kids on personal safety. We need to be looking for mental health problems within the kids at school. We need to be treating those kids. We need to be identifying those kids that have mental health problems who could cause a problem in the school then or sometime in the future. We need courts that are more responsive. Many of these kids that involve themselves in the shooting are well known to the courts of that community. They've had numerous infractions with the law, but the courts have not required many of these kids, not all, but many of these kids, to be in treatment for one year, two years, three years, or whatever it might be. Courts could be much more vigorous and much more pointed and much more involved in making sure that kids who are involved in illegal activity are not just put into jail or put into a probation program or put into some kind of a juvenile hall, but they need to be submitted to treatment. Parents of those kids need to be involved in the treatment program with their kids. You see, there are many things that can be done. It's a multi-dimensional problem, but it all focuses upon the safety of our children, the safety of our teachers, the safety of our administrators, and all of us outside of the school, from the board of directors of the school to the community, to the churches, to the mental health systems, to the court systems, to all the aspects of a community. We need to have a a central focus, protecting our kids, wherever they are, and making sure that we have systems in place that protect our children. We need to be alert to that. We need to work together on that. It's not anybody's problem. It's all of our problem. And there's no one solution. There are many solutions. And I've just offered some, but there are many others. So our hearts go out to Texas, to our direct victims, parents of these kids, and then the secondary victims, the relatives of these kids, and the friendships of these kids, and the associations of these kids, and the neighbors of these kids, and the friends of these kids, and so on. They're all victims. May God bless them. But may we look above, look beyond ourselves, and look within our own souls of faith and of hope, so that we know how to not only be of help to each other, but we know the Prince of Peace, and we know where our hope lies, and our future lies in that hope. Thanks for joining me. Nice to have you with me, and bye for now. Mm-hmm.